Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is your official Leguizamarama spoiler warning, a real spoiler warning because the show is coming out currently. If you have not seen episode two of The Power on Amazon Prime uh, and you're intending on watching it, please have a watch before you listen to all of this podcast. Although I will say we chat for a bit before we talk about the show, so you can listen to that bit. Uh, Also, uh, maybe listen to last week's episode. Mm. You know, because we're doing each episode of The Power. Uh, That's been your official spoiler warning. I've been Zachary Wayne, and now to the opening music. Peace. I hate the word. G'day, friends and family and listeners. Uh, welcome to Mission Zach's Leguizama Rama, a podcast where each week me and my friend Zach, or my friend Zach and I, if you are... Uh, yeah, no, that's correct. What? That's right. The I is correct. Yeah. Because sometimes people do the Mish and I, and actually me and Mish is, is right. Really? Sometimes me and Mish is right. Oh, I was always taught that it was always blah, 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 and I. If the sentence, if it was just you, if the sentence would have featured the word I, that's when you do mm. Mish and I. If the sentence were to feature me, then you do me and Mish. So, um, What about like the movie Marley and Me? Marley and Me depends on what the full sentence that title comes from is. So. I have a dog. Marley- I have a dog. Um, my partner and I. Have a dog, but um, my dog bit me. My my dog bit me and my partner. Not the dogs, all dogs. My bite. dog bit my partner and I is incorrect because you wouldn't say my dog bit I. Oh, so that so it's one of those overcorrection things. Sometimes and me works. It's it's about the me or the I. Yeah, I get it. Anyway, we have a podcast about John Leguizamo. Uh, we watch all of his stuff and guess what he's in? He's in The Power. So we're currently watching The Power and boy, oh boy, what a fun time. My name is Mish. You might know me from, hey, sometimes I feel a bit powerless. Wow. <laughs> joined as always by my friend Zach. Uh, Zach, you might know him from. Uh, the pe- Something about power. Something about power. Lights. My dad used to work at a power station. Good. And then he retired this year. Did he? Congratulations. Congrats, Stan. Shout Congrats, out, Stan. Stan. I wonder when I'll retire, you know? Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Like, I often wonder, will I retire uh, or will I just sort of stop working? Will people stop employing me? Yeah, like, it's, mm. it, it's like, is, does one retire from doing silly shit? Sure, I think so. You just make the decision. Well, yeah, because, I mean, let's just say I woke up tomorrow and Mm. decided I didn't want to do comedy anymore. And, hey, it could happen, truthfully. Um, I would retire from comedy. You reckon that's how it works? I think so. But then also by saying I've retired from comedy, does that mean in 10 years' time I could do a funny little play? Yeah, because it's like I feel like you've stopped. Yes, technically you've retired from comedy. Technically. But I think, like, I'm thinking retirement. Like we move to a retirement home. I'm old now, so I will retire. Yeah. But Sean Connery retired. Mm. He just stopped. I guess when you stop doing it and I guess start collecting Did your super. Did he retire? Is Sean Connery just collecting yeah. his super now? Yeah, he's just collecting his super. <laughs> oh, well, who's he with? Uh, I think he's with, uh, I think he, well, I don't think he consolidated. Oh, so. what a silly boy. <laughs> Can I just say... I didn't consolidate my sugar. <laughs> Catherine. Catherine, I need to <laughs> consolidate my sugar. 
I need to go down to the tank. I need to talk to my assistant. Catherine, I've just gotten a phone call from three different companies. Octopussy, you need to help me consolidate my super. I consolidated my super a few years ago and it was the most adult thing I've ever done and it was also the easiest thing I've I'm ever sure done. It's a breeze, yeah. But when I did it, I felt like I was such an adult. Yeah. Because I didn't understand what super was and if I'm being honest, I still don't, yeah, I don't really. really. I just know that when it. I retire, I get lots of money. Not lots. Well, to <laughs> me right now where I'm sitting right now, what my bank account is sitting on right now, it seems like a lot yeah, of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I know. Um but I was told I had to consolidate my super when I started at a job, like, I don't know, five or six years ago. They're like, we need to, you need to use this particular super company. And I was like, oh no. And I had like a full meltdown because I'm like, that's the kind, when someone says something like you need to do this very important adult thing, full blown Menti B, breakdown, there's tears. I shut down. I take a week off work. Mm. Easiest thing in the world. I literally just called a company and said, I need to consolidate. And they were like, TFN gave it to them. And they're like, great, done. I was like, bitch. That's sick. Yeah. Did you call the company you were consolidating with? Yes. Yeah, I reckon they'd make it easy for you. It was so easy because all they want, they... Yeah, come on over. Come on over. Join us. We'll consolidate for you. Yeah. So, Sean, if you're listening, it's not that hard, mate. You Uh, can do it. It's too hard. (laughs) It's not too hard. Sean Connery. Yeah, he uh, retired after, more or less, after doing um, uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. You know that film? Yeah. He did that because here's the the pattern. He said no to The Lord of the Rings Mm -hmm. because he didn't get it. And he might, I might be wrong here, but he might have said no to The Matrix as well. Mm. He potentially said no to Morpheus, said no to The Matrix, said no to The Lord of the Rings. And then was like, and then those two films were huge. And then he was like, oh, shit. Okay. I don't get it. I'm not with it. Mm. I I didn't think that would do well. So then he was like, all right, I'm going to. Do something that I think will be big. And then he did League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and it flopped. And then he was like, I don't get it anymore. And then he retired. Oh, wow. He wasn't in the last Indiana Jones because he was. I haven't seen that yet. Oh, you don't need to. Okay. But he wasn't in it because he had retired. He's fully retired. He's fully done. He's just enjoying himself somewhere. He's like, he's an old man. He's old now. So, yeah. He would be well old, hey? Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah, you can retire. But I reckon I, well, I don't know. I can see myself being a little old man. I don't know. I I see myself, like I see myself the way I think a lot of people see themselves when they're old. Not everybody, but a lot of people. And it's like completely secluded country living. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, and which is so strange because I've never had that and I have yeah, no people interest that in are, it now. Yeah, people that are not from the country tend to say. Yeah. That they like that idea. Yeah, but I had a... Um, you can't get I, dumplings out there, Mish. Yeah, I know. I was on a shoot... Yeah, no, I haven't thought about that. <laughs> Fuck. I was on a, a shoot for something and I was talking to a makeup artist and um, she was saying how uh, her and her partner have decided that they want to retire in 30 years, that she's giving herself 30 more years... Uh, 20 years, sorry, 20 years, and then she's going to retire. I'm like, oh, you're going to go and move yourself out to country living because she lives... Um, in the country. In the country. Yeah. And I was like, oh, are you just going to go and buy yourself? And she's like, no, no, we're moving into the city in retirement. Yeah, I know. Like, that's you- when life takes off, man. That's when we want to be able to see everything and do everything. And like, and I was like, fuck, yeah, that's a very, you'd get some good dumplings in retirement. There should be like a city country exchange mm. because a lot of people I know from the country have this vision of when I retire, I'm going to get an apartment in the CBD. Mm. And a lot of people I know in the city are like, when I retire, I'm going to go and live out on a farm. Mm. And I think that would be a great way to do it is just an exchange. And then in the two or three months, once both parties realise that it's not for them, they Mm. can swap back. Yeah. Because people in the farm will be like, oh, I can't get milk Mm -hmm. at at like 8pm. Yeah, true. Or dumplings ever. Yeah, but I'd make my own dumplings. You know what I mean? I'd harvest them. You say that. You say that. I know I say that. I fucking so It's and like then, when you go to the supermarket and you do a week's worth of shopping, like, and you go full all out and you're like, I'm meal prepping, I'm going to do whatever. And you even get home and then you meal prep and you make five fucking lunches and five fucking dinners for your following week. And then you go, ah, oh, that was some hard work. I'm going to order Uber Eats now. <laughs> and it fucking defeats the whole purpose. And then I want to say the reverse is true that I think the country people would come to the city and they would be like, oh, this is loud. And the only space that is mine is a few bedrooms, is mm. a few rooms. Yeah. And I can't like, you know, like I would talk to 
family members or people that live on like land yeah. out in the country and they'd be like, oh, lockdown was hard. Yeah. And it's like, you can literally like, you could literally like go outside yeah. and not wear a mask and just walk around. Yeah. Fuck the dream. But it's not because you can't get dumplings. I will trade it all for dumplings. Yeah. And dumplings, of course, is representative, but also not because dumplings. No, I'm talking about dumplings. dumplings. Yeah. I've got a fucking dumpling. I fucking love dumplings so much. Okay. Okay. There is something we need to talk about. All right. Uh, and it's a bit, I, th- I think it's a big step for Mission Zach at Leguizamarama. Okay. We have a fabulous listener that was in New York. And this fabulous listener. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Was yes, in the yes. audience for The Daily Show yes. when hosted by John Leguizamo. The reason I know this, by the way, is that they, they DM'd me. And they told me this. I presumed that they communicated with you. I think everyone listening would have presumed that they communicated with you in some well, way. Well, I didn't want anyone to think I was like stalking our listeners' like Instagrams. Oh, something. okay. Because I was yeah. like, I, I, I thought you were just clarifying that they told you. No, no. I'm just clarifying like, that I didn't stalk these people. Oh, right. Because I thought you were like worried that they thought you were psychic or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck if I was. Yeah, that'd be, that would be the power. You would have a power. I would Not have a power. power. Anyway, excuse me, I just burped. That's okay. You're allowed to burp, mate. Thanks, man. <laughs> um, and anyway, they were in the audience for The Daily Show when John Leguizamo was hosting. And John Leguizamo, because he's such a fucking trooper and such a legend, came out to have a chat with the audience mm. before filming started. And he was just like asking everyone how they – I can actually see him doing it going, how are you all? Like, how's everyone hey, tonight? What you all doing? Leguizamo. Probably holding a bottle of water, I reckon. Yeah. That's my psychic powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like just honing in on this situation. And these two Leguizamarama listeners put up their hand to ask him a question. He goes, yeah, go, go for it. And they said, uh, we're big fans, I'm assuming. And then they said, are you aware that there are two comedians in Melbourne, Australia that have an entire podcast about your filmography? Yeah. And then he replied, oh, hey, man, of course I am. I love those guys. Bam. I love those guys. Wow. Zach, he loves us. He loves us. But also, truth, and that's incredible. And I literally stood up. I read that DM. I was lying in bed and I stood up. That's I was so like, good. oh, my God. I love Oh, that. my God. But then it did occur to me about three hours later, after thinking about it for three hours, it is possible that he was just being nice. Because if he'd said no, then he would have shut down that. But he is aware of our podcast. He's answered our questions. Yeah, but on it Instagram. means that he like he's aware of it enough to love us. I I think the level of awareness that he's given us is enough for him to go, I love those guys. That's so cool that they're doing that about me. Okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. I don't think it I don't think we have any new information. I think we just get the what I think we get is there's no ill will there. True. I think he could have gone, yeah, I'm aware of that. That's crazy. Yeah, that makes me feel physically ill. That makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. I hope to never meet them. All of those things could be true, Yeah, but he loves us. But he loves us. He loves what we're doing. Do you know what's crazy about that is I love John Leguizamo. He's my favourite actor. Yeah, and I think the craziest <laughs> thing is that same and that we're good friends and we both love him. Oh, I think he's a really good actor. Yeah. Um. My, my, I think that's great that he's aware of it. And I think it's, you know, and I think as well, I love that he's aware of it because I think it's just made this, there's been challenges Mm. knowing that he's aware of it with this podcast, but I've really enjoyed the challenges that it's presented. I, I think it's been really nice. It has helped shift my view of things more. Knowing that he could potentially be listening and, when I watch maybe like something from the nine, early 90s that's not like Hunch Sen, mm. that I would have, if he wasn't aware of it, gone, oh, that sucked. Mm. And now I go, well, he might be listening or someone he knows might be listening mm. or the person that made this thing might be listening. Mm-hmm. I go, well, I'm going to b- just try and look at it in a different way. And that, that kind of thinking... Mm. Has has really been very healthy for me because I think I bring it into the rest of my life now. That's so nice. This whole podcast, that that one little fact that he is aware of the podcast, I think has helped shift the way I engage with things. Really in a positive way. Yeah, it's most. It's definitely shifted how I watch things. Yeah. Um. And like, 
the judgmental eye I choose to take or not take in terms of like when something was made or who was making it and like what commentary they were having at the time. Like we always kind of joke about things that were made before 2017 and then again things that were made before, say, 1992 Mm. and about the differences between – and it's like now I can watch something and go, at the time it was made, that was funny or at the time it was made, that was ignored. Or at the time it was made, it wasn't important to focus in on X, Y, and Z. It's definitely done that for me. It's helped me kind of recontextualize, and and from my now the question of whether any you know whatever. But for me, it's helped me really look at things through the prism of when they were made. Mm-hmm. It's helped me look at things through the prism of how it was made. Mm-hmm. If if something's not you know, super big budget and it didn't get a wide release, I'm going to be kinder to its sound design. Absolutely. You know, and I'm going to just sort of, it just has sort of put me in the perspective. I think when I go and see a friend's show or a friend of a friend's show, I'm kinder. And I just, I try to think about that now with like everything I watch mm. and not, not unconditional and not like stupid. If something doesn't work for me, it doesn't work for mm-hmm. me. You know what I mean? I'm very happy for something to not work for me or for something to not be my vibe. But I'm much more prepared then to go, I can't give any good or bad judgment on a thing. All I can say is, ah, I wasn't in the mood. Mm-hmm. And 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 um, I wasn't in the mood and it didn't work for me. Yeah. But also I might even go, why didn't it work for me? Even just in my own head as I watch something on my own, I go, ah, it didn't really work for me and here's why I think it didn't work for me. And, like, that's just a much nicer way to be, I think, than just, like, shitting on everything all the time. 100%. Absolutely. I yeah. totally agree with it's you. just like, uh And I just, I don't know. I think about people that, like, it's very in vogue to shit on everything all the time. And I think about, like, when I was a kid, I knew, like, I there was a teacher, like, you know, there's people, mm. the adults in your life that would go and watch a Pixar movie and then be like, oh, I didn't like the monsters in the, uni- in the mm. Monsters, Inc. They were too... I was like, who gives a shit? Mm. I remember being a kid and being like, I thought it was fun. Yeah. There's something that's happened in the last few years for me as I've reached my mid-30s, right? (laughs) No, but And it's a genuine thing that's happened that I have realised in myself. Yeah. Is that I believe. Yeah. Talking belief systems here. I believe that we have one life. Don't don't fucking at me. That's Mm. just how I feel. That we have one life and I've decided, and I probably spoke about this on the podcast previously, but I just, everything I do now is in the search of happiness. Yeah, I just nice. want to be happy. I you tried w- meth? Yeah. Yeah, it makes you happy. Man. No fucking shit, mate. It's good times. <laughs> I haven't tried meth for the young Well, no, listening. because death wouldn't make me, addiction wouldn't make me happy. Yeah, yeah. So there's a bit of nuance people. to that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying that like, like whatever brings joy to my life. In the mid to Like mid cocaine. To, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is a there is a nuance and a balance to that of statement, course. but yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but I just I want to work with people I like working yeah, with. I yeah. want to hang out with people I like. I want to see pretty things. I always feel better when I get some good sleep, and I I like yummy food, and I should probably take good care of my body too because I'm sure that would make me happy. I've forgotten what the purpose of what I was because of my math bit. No, just like if you don't like a thing, you don't oh, yeah. let it bother you. Um, I don't know. Yeah, no, it, no, it's about no, it's what you said about people who are just like shitting on everything. And it's like we have one life, in my opinion. Why are you spending what is a very short amount of time really being your life, even if you live to hunch, why are you spending it fixating on the things that piss you off? Yeah. Like what a wasted fucking life. It's just a weird energy to bring to shit. Yeah. You know, just like, oh, this sucked and here's all the reasons why it sucked. And then it's almost like. The thing I'm coming around to is if you enjoyed how much it sucked, then you enjoyed it. 100%. That's how I feel about, that's how I feel about my potential sci-fi podcast. Yeah. Is that like the, the, the amount that I hate making that will be, (laughs) will bring joy in my life because of all the other people that will enjoy watching me have giant breakdowns. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you, man. Mm. I think everyone just needs to chill out. And it's just like, I think, do you know what else it is? This is another thing. God, we're just, we're just ranting a lot these days. But here's the other thing is it's just like. They're both very busy. This is a time <laughs> to kind of be like. Ah. <laughs> 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 um, no, but this is the other thing, right, is like people, I, I'm, I'm tired of, 
Like, I love irony, but I am tired of people... Of, uh, no, well, this is being negative. I'm, I love irony, right? I love when things... And I like enjoying things. But it's just like this notion that, like, that, that you have... It has to be an ironic enjoyment. Mm. You can't just like something that's a bit earnest or a bit naff or mm. a bit, stu- like, stupid. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like... It's like Batman and Robin. Like, I just... Mm-hmm. I don't have to work out what parts of it were mistakes, what parts of it were good, what parts of it were bad. Mm-hmm. I don't have to figure out the, you know. Yeah, you can just, it's just bliss. I enjoy it. I feel that way about um, I'm having a real Hallmark movie moment at right. the moment. A lot of Tubi films. Yeah. Tubi thrillers. Not yeah. horrors, but like thriller dramas yeah. about like... um. You know, like women who uh, like steal someone else's life or yeah, identity. Yeah. Um, men who fall in love with forbidden fruit and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm having a real moment with those films. And I couldn't tell you why. Like my partner's just like, the fuck are you watching? It's like, I don't learn anything <laughs> from this. I'm not a better person for watching it. Um, it doesn't, I'm, I don't transcend and I don't feel like I'm, gaining anything i'm just enjoying myself yeah i like i this is where it's like it's like because i can't stand um 16 and pregnant yeah i never got into that one either so annie my partner she watches 16 and pregnant and I can't. I can't do it. Like, that's a show that I really don't enjoy watching. I actually, that's so interesting because that's one, you know, how I love reality yeah. television show. Never enjoyed it. Because I feel like, I, I, you know, I think all reality TV is exploitative, right? Yes. But that show is like Next exploiting level. poor middle American teenagers. So I struggle with that. But then I can't really judge because even though the women in Beverly, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills are very, very wealthy, mm-hmm. they're just as, everyone's being, yes. you know. But I feel like they have more of a choice to be in it or not. That's the mm. difference. They, yeah. have, they don't have to be in, whereas I think sometimes it's a bit. But also I just find it deeply depressing. Well, like, yeah, I mean they're taking essentially 16-year-old girls and boys but taking 16-year-old girls and not only kind of like letting the world shit on them for making a choice that got them pregnant at 16, but then ultimately shitting on them for how they parent and mm. shitting on them for how they operate in a relationship. And it's like it's all about criticism. Like, Yeah, and yeah. it's just sort of like a lot of these people, like it's just that I feel like with Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, I'm defending one of the most reprehensible shows on television. I have right no problem with you talking about this. As long as you don't bring up Star Trek, I'm in. I'm in I, <laughs> well, love I'm also, it. I love it when I'm you're watching having, Star Trek as well, man. But. <laughs> no, no, but I, just, I love Beverly Hills, whatever, Beverly Hills but ladies or whatever it's called. Real Housewives is shocking and it's disgusting and it's so fucked up the shit they'll bring up. But there is an element where the people on it largely could do something else. Like they just could. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like 16 and Pregnant – TV crew comes along and says, hey, we're going to give you even a minimal amount of money to be on this show. That would be very, very hard for them to say no to that. Of course. And then also just broadly, like beyond the judgment of it, I find the show depressing. It's not even – this is where I'm going like it's a me thing, you know, talking about everything being a me thing or not like putting judgment. It's like I watch that show and every single fucking boyfriend on it goes to war and has PTSD and every single parent on it had their kid at 16 and it's like the falling American empire and I just like, it's like I don't enjoy this show and if I'm going to be depressed I at least want catharsis. It's 100%. Like, like this show just makes me sad. Like, yeah, I hear what you're saying. I completely understand what you're saying. So that's just an example of something I don't like. I hate, I hate that show. There you go. <laughs> to hate things but what you're not doing now this is what i mean by like you can hate things it's normal to hate things it's not like i'm um, just because i cho- i'm choosing happiness doesn't mean i choose happiness in everything like i like everything you're allowed to hate things but what you're not doing now is going i hate 16 and pregnant so i'm going to start a blog about how shit it yeah. is put it all over facebook how shit it is put it all over tiktok how shit it is Shit it is, titties. Shit it is. Shit it is. Um, I'm not going to fucking dedicate my entire life to bringing down this show and making everyone involved in it feel like shit. I'm just going to 
I'm just not going to like it. I don't it. like it, so I don't want to watch it. 100%. I'm going to do, I'm going to dedicate 20 minutes of my podcast to it right now. But other than that. Yeah, well, yeah. No, but, but no, talk but, to your friends about it. But exactly. Like, it's like, that's, that is such a good point. It's like, um, it's like, uh, you know, it's this sort of thing where it's just, I hate that show, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to go. <laughs> And I could make a strong argument that it's not a good show, mm. but that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> what I'm saying is I hate that show. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not a good show and mm-hmm. I'm not saying I hate someone that likes that show. Yeah. I don't give a shit if you like that show. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Mate. I don't give a shit because I like trash as well. Yes. It. I think that's something that I'm over is people like being like, this is why the show is bad. Mm-hmm. You can tell me why you don't like it. Mm. But I don't, but don't tell me why it's bad. Yeah. Because, you know, and also, like, it's this judgment. You, it's, and you're so right about dedicating time to it. It's like people love to be like, oh, here's all the reasons why this movie sucked. And it's mm. like, well, you're a part of it. You're, like, feeding into its oh. ecosystem right now. There's been something, like, and we can cut this bit if it gets a little bit too much, but it'll only take 30 seconds. Something that's really fucking bothered me. I mean, all this shit kind of bothers me, but something recent that's really fucking bothered me is all this uproar about drag queens going to libraries and reading to kids. Like, it's this yeah, thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So uh, you can bring your kids to the library at certain times, like some libraries, not all libraries, and drag queens will read children's books to the kids. And there are people yeah. that are so angry about this yeah. that they have, like, taken time off work <laughs> to go there and be like, and like protest. Yeah. They're like doing hour day long protests out the front of libraries because these drag queens are reading to children and it's sexualizing the space and how dare they bring it into the computer. Don't put your kid don't take your kids. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like, shut the fuck up. I'm not saying that everyone needs to go to drag b- children's book readings. First, I'd love to. Yeah, I would definitely take my kids <laughs> there's, to. There's nothing else. Like, if it, it wasn't like weird, fun, like if it wasn't weird for me to go by myself, yeah, yeah, you I need kids go. to do that. Hundred yeah. percent. I am so. I want to encourage my nieces and nephew to get really into it so I can take them. Yeah. But like, don't go then. Like, yeah. are you really going to spend your time and effort and probably money? Into like this, I don't like. I hate this. I don't agree with this. I don't. Shut the fuck up. Who gives up. a fuck? Who gives a fuck? And then don't, what I like, love don't, is that don't the- put your kids into the fucking. Don't take them to the library at that time. It's like dra- it's not like drag queens are running the library. <laughs> 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 They're not management. They're going in for a few hours. Yeah. And it's not, I'm sorry, these people are like, it's sexualizing it. You're putting, bringing sex to a children's space and it's fucked up and it's sexy and it's sexual and it's hot. I think you want to fuck a drag queen. Like, what do you mean? It's not, I love drag queens. I don't want to fuck them. But you're like putting this sex on them. It's all about sex and sexiness. The drag queens aren't taking their clothes off at these children book reading, you psycho. I don't know. I just, I'm, no, no. That, no I'm that's sorry a, about the rabbit. It has been bothering me. No, that's, I don't give a shit. I agree. I, I mean, I agree. I, I think it's like, I think the thing that like shits me the most about that like group of people, right, yeah. that take issue with like say drag queens yeah. is like they're like, ah. Oh, they're the ones that talk about cancel culture. Mm. They're the ones that bang on about that shit. They're the yep. ones that say, you know, and I, I think there's nuance in every conversation, but they think that they're the, the ones that carry the nuance. And it's like, you are, the, like, if you, like, they're cancelling shit. Like, yeah. it's just like, they are exactly in the same, to all normal people, yep. they are in exactly the same group. As the complete wackos on Twitter. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like they are just this, like this group of people and it's like, it's sexual. It's like, what exactly, if a dress and makeup and long hair is sexual, then that means every woman that presents that way is sexual. What is your issue? And then they're like, it's biology. Nothing about a dress, makeup or long hair has anything to do with chromosomes. Yeah. It's like, who gives a fuck, you fucking loser? Absolute, you fucking <laughs> loser. <laughs> oh, it's biology. No genitals are coming out in these book readings. You don't need to prove anything. It's such 
bullshit. It they're makes just me like they're like so it's biology. Mad. It's like what about a pronoun is biology? Yeah. What about the way I shorten a person's name once I've established through context who they are is a is biology. And I'm not. It's just. It's but that. Even, yeah. Anyway, I don't want to get too. No, 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 no. I'm like, ranting now. We'll end it in a second. <laughs> I don't think we should cut this though. Because no, I don't been, give a shit. This yeah. felt really good for me. But also, it does come down to like, and and again, easy for me. I was born with female genitalia, and I I I I um I am she her. I take those yeah. pronouns on. Great. If you think. That somebody that was born with female genitalia can't refer to themselves as he, him. Shut the fuck up about it. It's none of your fucking business. Yeah. Go on with, move on with your fucking life. Like, for me, it's just like. Like, what a way to just live, to just be angry at how other people live. Yeah, it's just, just the, shut the, the whole fuck thing up. Of like, it's and the go whole to your boring of, libraries, you stupid loser. It's just like, I think the thing that, that really like irks me about that group of people is the way they're like, um, oh, God, transgender people, they take gender so seriously. And it's like, so are you. Mm. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, like, just chill out. Everyone just chill out and be nice. And, and if other people are upset, I don't know. Anyway. Do you know, honestly, anyway. honestly, you know, you got it down to the bare bones of it. Everyone needs to chill out and be nice. Yeah. That is literally. And and if someone is not nice or if someone is angry because they feel like other people have not been nice to them, mm. use a little empathy. Do you know what I'm saying? Like be nice, chill out, be nice. And if you think other people are not chilling out yeah. on the other side of it, also have some empathy. 150 percent. I love you. Like, no, but that is exactly what it is. It's been getting me really fucking mad. And like you like you literally just said it before, I just want everyone to just chill out and be fucking nice to each other. Yeah. You fucking losers. <laughs> if you're not nice, you're a fucking yeah, loser. Yeah, and if you're not nice, fuck you. No, but fuck. I mean that. Anyway, do you want to talk about the power now? <laughs> is it too, can we, can we go into that or should we just? No, let's go into the power. I'm all for that. I just never know how to. Tone shift. I'm really bad at tone shifting, I, I, and I get worked up. Mm. Like now, I'm just now. I just want to have a big rant. Do you with know you. what sucks though? What is that? I don't want to insert the ad after I've just been like, "You fucking loser!" You should be listening. To <laughs> so, um, can we just do something that leads into a good? Just like a chill it out before the ad. Is that what you say? No, you just say something that it's like, and here Doesn't comes. Doesn't the ad happen at 15 minutes anyway? You can, I can pick when it goes up. But it's not. They say to do it at 15 minutes. I always do it right before we start the blurb. Are you kidding me? No. I would have been going to the blurb a lot earlier if I knew the ad was not happening until then. No, the ad's not happening until like... Oh, God, no one's listening now. Yes, they are. They love us. (laughs) (laughs) Are you fucking kidding? (coughs) I've had a big cough. (laughs) Okay, we'll insert the ad now. (laughs) On the big cough. (laughs) Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, Zach, you want to do the blurb? Yeah, here I go. This week, we watched episode two of The Power on Amazon Prime. In this episode, we discover more about the 20 characters we met in episode (laughs) one and also meet another 20 characters. (laughs) One of the 20 new characters we meet is Mayor Margot Cleary Lopez, played by Tony Collette. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Mayor Margot is the mayor of Mayor, Mayor, Mayor of Seattle, and we as and we follow her as she starts to suspect that all these random electricity-related crimes involving teenage girls are fucked. This so bad. It's okay. You're doing good. Do you want to start again? Yeah, but we don't have to cut it. All right. Mayor Margot is the mayor of <laughs> Seattle. As <laughs> Mayor Margot is the mayor of Seattle, and we follow her as she starts to suspect that all these random electricity-related crimes involving teenage girls might be connected. 
We also meet John Leguizamo's character, Dr. Rob Lopez, supportive husband of Tony Collette's character, sweet dad doing his best with a grumpy teenage daughter, and doctor who works at a factory, I think, who is starting to suspect that maybe all these electricity-related injuries he is treating <laughs> in teenage girls might be connected. Very good! <laughs> I have to say what it was like, oh my God, do you think, do you think they're all connected? It's like... Well, yeah. You think all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a bunch of girls are creating electricity out of their fists. Maybe there's a connection there, <laughs> you dumb cunt. Anyway, um, can I just start? Can we just jump straight into talking about Johnny Legs real quick? Yeah, of course. That, that is the theme of the podcast. Isn't it interesting mm. to see, maybe to see Johnny Legs in this role, where at the moment, mm. all round good guy. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I'm not saying that he hasn't played a good guy before, but this is like proper, he might be the hero. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? That's the vibe I'm getting. I haven't watched Beyond Yeah, wow, two. this could be some dramatic irony for you. I love your big statements. I wish I had the um, audacity, the chutzpah to make big statements like that because yeah. I'm always afraid that I'll be wrong. And then I forget that if I'm wrong, that just adds to the... Yeah, I I'm probably am wrong. But he's giving that vibe, you know what I mean? Like um, that... When I say he's going to be the hero, I have a feeling that the story is mostly about these electric women. But um, I have a feeling that he's going to be the good boy. He's like he doesn't seem to have any flaws. He like his wife wants to fuck him. He loves his daughter. He picks her up from school. He's good at his job. He sees things other people don't. Good man. Do you know what I really it's like? It's just a role I haven't seen him play. There's no yeah. Like and when I say that, when I say there's no grit yet. I just mean that there's nothing dirty yet. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Do you yeah. know what I really like about his character is she, Tony Collette's character. I love her. Yeah, great. I love Tony Collette. I love her. It's, it's, it's verging. Go on. No, you go. I know I've said previously on this podcast, or at least to you, that I think Noel Fielding was my last celebrity crush. Oh, you, crush. you're starting to have a celebrity crush. Yeah, on it's getting like it's like I just love her. She's so good. She's like freaky good, like too good, like like it's she just makes every she just does everything so well. Okay, she just has a good energy. Mm. But the thing I really love, right, is that her character is really, really uh, so far really hardworking, is a mare. Yeah. So, of course, has really crazy hours, right? And her daughter hates her for it, mm -hmm. which is really, like, fair. Her daughter hates her for it, but she's got these crazy long hours and she, like, you know, this, this episode, it's their 20th wedding anniversary and she has to um, come home late. They mm -hmm. have to cancel plans because she has to go to the governor's house to beg him for money, right? And I love that she comes home and I'm expecting this big confrontation where he's like, you're always off at work. You're yeah. Always... And he's just like, oh, it's all right. Yeah. He knows what he's in for. You're a mayor. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just really nice to see there's lots of drama happening elsewhere. It's really nice to see a couple where like, she's the mayor and he gets it. Yeah. And like the, the daughter says something at one point and he's like, oh, you know, he's just, it's, it's, and look, maybe this will evolve, but I just really, really like seeing not just a supportive. Healthy communication. Yeah. Between couples. Yeah. It's just like, it's like, that's my porn. Yeah. No, but <laughs> it is. 33, that's porn. Isn't that lovely? Yeah. It's just really, it's a really like, it's a really nice thing to see a, a nice, um, uh, relationship being modelled and I really just love that he's just good about it. Mm. He gets it and he gets that it's not on her and, yeah. you know, and maybe they'll have arguments about it, but it's just really like a nice thing to see. Because often with, um, and I don't think that this show is a preteen thriller drama. I don't, I don't think know. it is I, at all. I'm still struggling to know where it's. It's target audience is. Yeah. yeah. I'm very interested. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of the time in these shows that star teenage girls, the father figure is often like a very carbon copy cookie cutter character. Yeah. In a lot of ways. And it just feels like it's just nice to see the character done in a different way. Yeah. He's still the good boy. I think he's like a hero type, but it's just a very realistic depiction of parents trying to. Mish, yeah, I'm really sorry, man. Yeah, but this is making me think of another 
like something I want to talk about. Is it? Don't do it. Don't don't look at me like that. The, no, I know what you're going to do. Please, Zach. I won't. It's no. I won't say the show. Okay. It actually. So I'm watching another show at the moment. Oh, yep. Um, for those listening, block your ears, Mish. No, you don't say the show. But if you promised. You promised. You can't talk about it. You promised. All right, but if someone's listening, they're going to be like, "What show?" Everyone knows what show. Well, what if this is the first time they've listened because they're a fan of, um, you know, uh, episode the twos of the Power. Yeah, that's true. Just do it. Just talk. No, they, there's a show that I'm watching at the moment. What's it rhyme with? Uh, no, I'm not going to tell you what it rhymes with. I'm going to tell you, though, it's about um, a ship, uh, like an exploratory ship. Like the Titanic. Yes, but instead of going through water, yeah. it goes through space. Oh, spaceship. Yeah, it's a ship of sp- for space. <laughs> it's for starship is what they call it. Oh. And um, it goes exploring. It's an exploring ship, mm-hmm. right? Uh, think... think um, Horatio Hornblower. Okay. You know, think uh, Master and Commander Far Side of the World. Mm-hmm. But instead of the ocean and the British colonies, mm-hmm. it's uh, space and it's the Federation of Planets. Okay? Yeah. You know what? This would have been less boring if you'd let me just say I the know, name. I was just thinking that. <laughs> anyway, no, the point I was going to make was one thing that I really love watching it is that the main character is is kind of aspirational. You know, he's mm-hmm. not a perfect character. He's uh, bad with kids and he doesn't have a great personal life and sometimes he gets grumpy. But he's a really good leader and he listens to people and he's... Have I said this to you before? No, no it's like it, as a main character, he's very... Um, he's just aspirational and he's a good leader and he's good at his job. And when he has to make a decision... He asks everyone's opinion, like he tends to go, what's your opinion, what's your opinion? He seeks the advice of everyone who has relevant expertise. Yeah. And then he makes a decision. He's really clear in his decision making. And it's just like really, really nice to watch a show with an aspirational main character. Like it's just really nice to be like, there's drama in it, but here's a character I'd like to be more like. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just, it's very rare in this day and age because we're all about the internal yeah. shit. Every character has to have internal change and internal development. And I, I just think it's nice sometimes to have a character that's a little bit aspirational. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. That's just what it made me think of because he's like a nice husband. And I go, oh, that, that's nice. I'd like to be like that. Yeah. You know, I'd like yeah. to have a relationship so f- like theirs. So far, only two episodes in. I think that the writing of characters is very, very interesting. I'm really yeah. enjoying them. They're it- very, um, uh, I don't want to say relatable because there's no one who's in there that's just like Mish. Mm. But um, they're, they're written in a different way. It's something that's a little bit more um, accessible, I suppose. Yeah, I'm intrigued by all the characters. Can we talk about my favourite character of Please. this episode? Is the Eastern European dictator's wife? Titania? No. I don't know the character's name. I love her. Yeah, she's She's interesting. Yeah, she's She's interesting. She's like, that's a character. That's a a figure I see a lot in the world Mm -hmm. and a character I don't think I've ever watched explored in drama. Mm, It's going to be great. I'm like, I have no idea what she's got to do with this, but mm. I love that this is a character. She's super interesting. Yeah, she was interesting enough for me to obtain her and remember her considering we have now met about 48 characters. I was like, oh, we're introducing another character. And then I was like, but I'm okay with this because this character's interesting. Hunch. I would welcome more characters. I'm in a place where I'm like, bring on more. I'm literally there where I'm like, oh, let's keep just giving me, because they keep introducing fun new characters. Well, I wouldn't. Be surprised if the next one is the same way. Yeah. Because they released the first three episodes in one hit. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm very, very inter- interested. I'm I'm still riding that Roxy bandwagon. Which are the British the kid. The British yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't show a lot of her, but obviously there's kind of hints that maybe her father organised the oh, killing yeah, of her yeah, mother and that that's sense. some fucked up shit. Yeah, I think um, she's going to really like. Yeah, and she uh, got really mad because she ran her bike in front of a van and it hit her. Yeah. And then he yelled and she, like, blew up his van. Well, do you know, I, I don't know anything about the riding staff, which is terrible practice on my part. But um, no, This is how we do this. It's fine. This is what we do. But I have heard a couple of times that it's a British series. 
Is it? Yeah, I've heard a few times that the series is British. Should I just look that up right now? Well, yeah, but I think it's also it invites an interesting conversation whether I'm right or wrong mm. because it's like it's, it's interesting because if that's the case, you know, because it's a world-hopping series and usually these sorts of world-hopping series are American. It's a British science fiction drama television series developed uh, by uh, uh, Rael Tucker, Naomi Alderman, Claire Wilson, Sarah Quintrell, are based on a novel but who, by Oldman. Like, I guess if it, they're calling it British, that's mm-hmm. interesting. I'd love to know, you know, this is where you'd have to sit down and go, is this person British? Is this person British? Is this person British? Where did they write it? It just says the country of origin is the UK, is yeah, United Kingdom. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Because I think what's interesting is usually yeah. shows like this start uh, or, or are written in America mm-hmm. and there's a sense of, here and the rest of the world. Yeah. And it's just interesting that you're drawn to the British one because I had a moment as well watching this where I was like, oh, this is the first time where I felt like the Britain mm-hmm. is more real than the America. There's just yeah. this little bit of a layout where there's a, the, it, the, it doesn't feel too like, <clears throat> I don't know. Like the American stuff's been glossed a little bit. Like, like the Americans are imagining what Britain is like. It feels a little bit the other way and not in a bad way. Like we have enough American media. It's just the British story feels real, real. It feels yeah, like that's comfortable. A very, that's it very feels interesting. settled in, in a way that's rare. Yep. I can, I can feel that. Um, upon looking that up, by the way, I just learned something fun. Oh, uh, John Leguizamo and Tony Collette's daughter in this, so whose name is Jass, or I think Joss, uh, Jess. Uh, to, to, uh, I said it last week. I'll say it again. Do not expect me to yeah, remember Yeah, names that. are hard. Names. There's too many. The only ones I can remember is Roxy, to be honest. And that's, I don't even remember that. Yes. Yeah, I got John Leguizamo. I got Tony Collette. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's all we have time for. Anyway, their daughter. Yeah. It's Moana. No way. It's Moana. The voice of Moana. That's crazy. You know what it, you know the song. Sing it along with me. Moana, Moana. (laughs) I've been standing by the edge of the water long as I can remember. You know it. No, I know the the one The Rock does. Um, What can I say except except you're welcome? Um, That's really fun that she's Moana. Yeah, She's good. She's good. Very good. They're all really good. All the actors are really good. I'm really enjoying the show. I'm really excited to watch it. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to what happens. I want to know what's going to happen with all the characters in the show. Um, have we officially decided that we're going to go episode per episode? Well, I, like, you know, because they dropped three, there is a part of me that would love to catch up and be ahead of it or on it, but also, like, whatever, YOLO, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, episode two is going to come up out now when episode five comes out. Yeah, like, we're, we're falling behind, Mish. Okay. But you know. But also, life is happening, and life is very. You got heavy a show. For both of you, us right we've, now. But you've got a live show coming out this week. It will be on. Yeah, I've been four days in, and I'll have a TV show out yesterday when this comes out. Oh, so both of us are busy. Very busy. <laughs> um, but hey, good time to plug. Everyone, come and see Mish Wittrup's Butterfingers at Melbourne International Comedy Festival about nine thirty at Campfires. And everyone, go on ABC iView and watch Annie Donna's Coffee Cafe. Starring watch the whole thing. And Mish is in it. I'm in it. And I'm pretty sure that anecdote about a makeup artist was from yeah, that it was. show. Yeah, it actually was. I don't do a lot of shoots. <laughs> it wasn't hard to figure out. Um, it's just because I had a similar conversation. I was going to be like, I had a... And then I was like, oh, it's probably the same makeup artist. I, um, I think this show is fun. And I want to talk about one more thing. Please. Uh, John Leguizamo, I think, has top billing. Tony oh. Collette gets the end. And that is a like a delicious sandwich, in my opinion. Really? Because I'm pretty sure it was Tony Collette before John Leguizamo and everything I've seen listed. Are you talking about the credits? I'm talking about the credits. Oh, I haven't, I haven't paid attention. Just on the credits, I think it was John Leguizamo and then and Tony Collette. And uh, I, what a wonderful! Oh, I love them both so much. And then this is truthfully, I know. Sorry, I've just no, no, that's fine. What you were saying. This is. I know. I mentioned like a month ago or some shit when they announced that they were doing this show two months ago. Whatever. This is like a dream pairing for me. Yeah. I like these are like genuinely. Yeah. I hate to sound like a little fangirl bitch tits. This podcast is the fangirl bitch tits of podcasts. Yes, it's true. 
John Leguizamo and Tony Collette are probably my favourite actors of all time and they are together in this show. And from what I can see online, from what John's posting, they get along real good. That's good. Isn't that nice? When they were in bed doing kissies at the start of the episode, I felt like jumping and being like, me too. Okay, that's weird. Okay. (laughs) He went too far. All right. Yeah, fair call. Do you know all this show would need is for, like, the next episode for, like, Whoopi Goldberg to rock up? Oh, I'd fucking <laughs> die. I would die. Or, like, a really good, like, Whoopi Goldberg's actually perfect. It's like a really good comedic actor to just kind of play a little, like. I I love Whoopi Goldberg. Love. I love Whoopi Goldberg. Love. Do you know what, she's, what show she was in in the late 80s and early 90s? Yes. What? It's called Star Trek. Next, next Generation. Generation. Yeah. I wouldn't have known that twere not for you, Zach. <laughs> she's really good at it too. She's so good. She's so good in... She's in a Hallmark movie I want to watch soon. Oh, great. Oh, she's so fucking good. She's really good. In Star Trek, it's like she... she I think she got the part because she was a big fan of Star Trek mm. and her character just is the bartender at mm. the bar on the ship and she's like 500 years old and just gives out sage wisdom to people. I love that. People just come to the bar and she's like, you know what? This- she's. I like her enough to almost make me want to watch the show. I, I could just tell you the episodes she's in. Yeah, I just watched those. I could just say she's really good in these episodes. If it weren't Whoopi Goldberg, if we could just in episode three, there'd be a fucking five-minute, ten-minute scene where something real cool happens with Melissa McCarthy, I'd die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. love her. I like her a lot. She's Ursula. Yeah, but people yeah. are mad because they were saying it should have gone to Queen Latifah, but I think either or. Neither. Both I are think great. it should have gone to a drag queen. Oh God, yeah. But I, I. Oh, who would have been a good? Oh, all of them. All of them. Yeah, but I, I think that, um, I think I like Melissa McCarthy, but I don't, I don't put her in the same category as. Um, Colette and um, no, Colette and Leguizamo and Whoopi Goldberg. Only because I think she's more, I don't know. I get what you're saying. I totally, I'm just saying I'm having a real Melissa McCarthy moment at the moment. Melissa McCarthy needs a weird five years, a five years where she just does some weird shit. Yeah. And then I think she might be able to be like. Be able to kind of. You know, like yeah. like she just needs. Kind to- of like Paul Rudd. Yeah. Paul Rudd did some weird shit and now he's like next level. Yeah, he got cool. Of cool. Yeah, he got Paul cool. Paul Rudd's cool now. <laughs> He was he was um, new actor, clueless and stuff like that. Then he was goofy boy. Yeah. Now he's cool. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Melissa McCarthy's having her kind of goofy boy era. Yeah, yeah. You Melissa know? McCarthy's like Melissa McCarthy hasn't got the the bumps and scratches of a character actor. She's still a lead in my book, even mm. though John Leguizamo is perf- is a lead. Yeah. You know, I think that there's something. He's he's gone and done some rough character oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. he's gone and done some interesting stuff. So I'm sure Tony Collette as well. I want to watch her filmography so bad. Mm. I bet she's done some rough shit, but she's wonderful in all of it. Yeah, I love that. Like I love that. Whereas Melissa McCarthy's always kind of, you know. You're right. I'm just having a Melissa McCarthy moment. That oh, was she's great. Funny. I love Melissa McCarthy. Don't get me wrong. Mm. Whoopi Goldberg was the right answer. I was just trying to one-up you. That was the right answer. I kind of, yeah, Whoopi Goldberg's great. Except sometimes she says crook shit on The View, but that's what happens when you're on The View. If I was on The View, I'd say crook shit. Oh, I could never do a show like that. You do that show fucking six days a week. You just say, you just get to the point where Where you're just like crook shit. Whoops, I said some crook shit. Whoopi Goldberg has farted on The View before. Can I say, though, to anyone listening, I'm not a like. Whoopi Goldberg has said, has said some crook shit that I deeply disagree yeah. with on the View. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not dismissing what she said. Yeah. I deeply disagree. My point is those shows are very toxic. And yes, they- <laughs> I hear what you're saying. It's fine. It's yeah, fine. I just saw one people I, I, being like, "Oh, he agrees with some of the shit." She said, no, just but I but love that's, Whoopi Goldberg. But that's fucking bring it all back to the first 15 minutes of this pod. You can say that you like someone, that they're an excellent actor, they're a good character actor, and there are elements of their belief system that you don't agree with. It's okay. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) Like, I'm I'm just, I'm not even going there. (laughs) I'm, they're separate conversations. You're just saying, what I'm saying is, I don't stand by that. And I like, one thing is, I don't agree with that. The other thing is, I love it. (laughs) No connective tissue between us. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. She's so good in Star Trek, man. She literally, it's my dream role. She literally does. She's, she never, I don't think she's ever been in a story. Mm. 
like in start. She's always like sometimes very deeply connected to the story, but she never leaves the ship. She's always just like giving guidance and like. What a great role. She's like 500 years old and like has like a, her people have this really fucked up deep history. You've lost me already. 500 years old. That's not possible. (laughs) But imagine how interesting a person would be if they were that old. And imagine if someone was that old and then they chose to work on a, at a bar on a, on a, on a ship. Sounds like the choice of a dumb cunt. No, she's not a dumb cunt. All right, I believe you. You look genuinely hurt by that. Zach, do you have any final thoughts on episode two of The Power? Uh, yeah, I'm sure I do. I'm intrigued. I want to see where this goes. Mm. Uh, so hard to make a call on a show this early on. This is really one where I'm going to have to watch the whole thing to know what it is and what it's saying. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's very intriguing. And I Highly love recommend. Definitely yeah. watch. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm. Yeah. Um, no, no, th- no final thoughts. One final thought is um, how good is Star Trek Next Generation? <laughs> never watched it, Zach, and I probably never will. If you ever do your sci-fi podcast, I'll come on and just show you episodes of it. Okay. Yeah, your turn. Uh, I have no final thoughts. I'm just backing up what you just said, really, minus the Star Trek stuff. Um, I'm really excited about the show, and I can confirm that I am ve- almost positive that it's not Angela Bassett. No, it isn't. I looked it up last week. Oh, okay. Yes. 100% isn't. Okay, yeah. so it's not Angela Bassett. No, no. Um, I'm intrigued by that voice. That's the one thing I'll say is everything else seems um, I kind of get. I kind of understand where it's coming from or how it could have happened. Mm. You know, things just happen. in. But like the voice, one of the characters has a voice in her head mm-hmm. that is knowing and gives her drive and... That's a thing I'm intrigued by, whether they will explain that, you know, whether they will give it a point Mm -hmm. or whether it's just going to be this, like, thing because it's very interesting. Yeah, it's it's very different from the rest of the show. Yeah. Like, no no one else has a voice in their head. So the voice I'm intrigued by, and I I think it's more than just a creative choice. I think there's something behind the voice. Yeah, I feel that. Um, Yeah. Leguistamos, can I go first? Do you mind? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Um, I was going to give it three and a half, but I am going to give it four. Yeah. And the reason I've upped it to four is because he's top build. <laughs> and it's like, I'm sorry, if he's at the top of the fucking list, are you joking? I'm genuinely really feeling this character that he's playing. Yeah. I'm really interested to see where it could go because right now it is very shiny and good. And I'm like, what is, where's the grit? Where's the dirt? And I'm feeling it. I think he is sitting in this character. I think he's mm. fucking... I reckon he is going to. I just. I have a feeling about this role for him. Yeah. I think we'll be given it five real soon. I hope so. That's the feeling. So that's what based solely on the feeling. And I think I am an expert in the Leguistamo. Like, we invented it. We did invent it. So I'd like to think of myself as an expert. Um, I have a feeling that's and that's what's. Um, giving me that's what's driving me towards that four was going to be a three and a half four because a top build and that's just leguizamo as fuck uh, my leguizamo is also for leguizamo uh, n- no adding no taking it's just a right on there the top billing is fantastic and i think i think that there's something really nice about seeing him currently who knows where it's gonna go but you know we see him playing um you know, when we started this podcast, we thought he was a character actor and we realised through this podcast that he, he is as much a lead mm-hmm. as anyone else and he's, you know, gone on this journey where he's played lots of different parts for various reasons throughout his career. This kind of feels like a Marissa Tomei part. Okay. This kind of feels like a part that a leading actor gets when they get a little bit older mm-hmm. and um, in my in my I hope that he gets more. But I really like that he's not playing someone that's altogether nasty or fucked up yeah. or weird or dark or, you know, the, this character is is nice and normal and interesting and middle class and supportive. And actually, we very rarely get to see him play those sorts of parts. And I think it's really nice that we're seeing him play a part like this. 100% nail on the head, Zach. Thank you. Booyah. And I also feel very confident we're going to get a five. And if we don't. It'll be because it goes in other interesting directions. I'm going to enjoy watching this show. 100%. Very well said. Mish, we've promoted your show. We've promoted my show. We can just get the fuck on out of here. What should Tom play? We're doing songs with the word power in them. Um, we did the power of love last week. Um, I got the 
Power. What's that one? That, um, Tom, can you please take what Zach just did then and create a song behind it, create with the I got the power thing that he just did. And obviously with Mish's as well. No, don't use mine. So use mine and Mish's, make a little song. And it's all right if it's not a song, if it's just playing it on loop. Tom, yeah, thank fine. you so much, Mish. Thank you. And this is the end of this Legwas episode. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Join you. Join us next leg wi- leg week for Leguizamorama. Bye, Zach. I got the power. 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 I got the power.